0: I'm as guilty as any overachieving workaholic gold star chaser. I fixate on goals. Lately though, I'm seeing they're not the answer. Hey, this is Peter and this is the Midlife Mastery Podcast, a show all about mastering the best time of your life, your midlife, of course. There's no denying that we're hardwired to seek our destinations. We want to get over the horizon, climb our mountain, and catch the view from the top. But why? Centuries ago, we worked to sustain our families. Most of us were self-employed, and to a large extent, the seasons dictated the time spent at work. We operated at a more leisurely pace too, with plenty of time set aside for frequent rests and for meals. The industrial revolution and the consumerism it spawned fueled our unquenchable lust for more. But more than that, We assumed goals were a proxy cure-all for the very problems they created. We decided that if we could just do more, be more, have more, we'd be happy. But evidence suggests otherwise. Achieving goals doesn't cure our insecurities, our anxiety, or our depression. If anything, they amplify them, because, well, there's always more. Victory is always fleeting, but the mountain range is endless. Whatever we achieve, there's always another box to tick another notch on the belt. So the question becomes, what should we do to live a happy, fulfilled life? I believe the answer lies in one word, progress. As long as we're moving in a direction that aligns with our work, happiness is a natural state of being. I'll give you an example. I loved cars when I was a small boy. I spent hours playing with matchbox replicas on the floor, dreaming of the day that I could one day steer a real one. I realised that dream when my dad let me drive our rusty old Valiant on a local dirt road in 1976. I was eight years old. Over the years, I poured hundreds of thousands of dollars into my four-wheeled Freedom machines, and I invested countless hours into studying the specs of my next source of affection. But with each subsequent acquisition, and it's, I think, about 20 and counting at the moment, the joy soon dissipated as the shiny new object became the new benchmark. Setting goals and working to achieve them isn't inherently bad, but it all sort of falls apart when we postpone our joy in the present because we haven't yet reached our goal. I've written about this before, but a recent podcast episode by the guys at Fizzle drove it home for me. As a serial entrepreneur, Corbett Barr explained, success doesn't cure much at all. You still have bad days, things still go wrong, and sometimes you still struggle to get out of bed, or away from the couch, and Netflix. If we attach the word success to a destination or a goal, and if we treat the cure as happiness, contentment or fulfilment, we're going to be bitterly disappointed. As Jim Carrey once said, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Prince said this, I've been to the mountaintop, there's nothing there. 20 years ago, I would have scoffed at such claims. I mean, as if I wouldn't be happy with all the money I wanted, a house down by the beach and a garage full of supercars. Today, though, I know they're right. I once had three houses and two apartments, two Mercedes Benzes, a wardrobe full of expensive suits, and a love of five-star travel and five-star dining. I could have almost anything I wanted, except it seemed fulfilment. None of it made me happy. The problem wasn't the objects themselves, though. It was what I attached to them. For me, it was all about status. I wanted to look successful. The trouble is, looking successful doesn't make you happy. Being successful, though, is another thing altogether. And success, as I've been learning, comes from doing something you care about. Not having, but doing. The exciting thing about this is, success can be had today. So the answer lies in the process, the journey. It's rooted in progress, not accomplishment. It's the journey, not the finishing line. As Churchill said, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Seth Godin said this, I'd rather my kids come home and tell me something amazing that they learned in the spirit of doing something good for someone else. Come home and tell me about some really dramatic failure that occurred as they were trying to solve an interesting problem. Look, I know you want nice things. Personally, I still want a house by a lake and a Porsche 911 in my driveway, but I don't obsess over them, and I haven't set goals for them either. Strangely, I think I'll get both without really trying, because I'm now more enamoured with the journey, not the destination. I love the work I do, and I draw immense satisfaction from daily improvements, even the tiny ones, not the impending arrival of my dreams. By loving the process, I'm already living my dream, and really, to hell with the destination. Either it'll come or it won't. And if it does, I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that it'll soon be replaced by another. So really, what's the rush? So fantasize about the life you want. By all means, knock yourself out. But if you want to be happy right now, find something that you can do that'll tie your happiness to your daily activities. You needn't enjoy everything you do, but find something to enjoy every day. Something that builds on yesterday's activities. Do this and you'll have a real shot at happiness. For me, I wake up every day at about six and I write. I walk my son to school and I pick him up each day afterwards. I go for drives to the countryside and I work through ideas while I'm in the car. I toss around business strategies with my wife. I work with interesting people and I try to solve interesting problems. I spend time with my dad in the mountains and my mum down by the beach. And most gratifying of all, I get to work on projects I created like Midlife Tribe, this podcast, and another project that I'm working on right now. Life is interesting because I made it that way. The thing is, I made a decision to create excitement, purpose, and happiness in my day-to-day activities instead of a mythical destination somewhere over the horizon. And that, dear listener, has made all the difference in the world. So what can we glean from all this? Well, first of all, goals might provide you with a bit of fuel, but their accomplishment won't be a cure-all. Your problems won't vanish altogether, they'll simply be replaced with new ones, and some of the old ones will linger still. Two, getting more isn't the answer, doing something you care about is. Also, victory is fleeting, because the mountain range is endless. So, choose your mountains carefully preferably ones where you'll enjoy the climb, not just the peak. Also, focus less on goals and more on activities that you enjoy. It's in the doing that the real happiness and the satisfaction and fulfilment comes. And finally, instead of trying to fix your life through the accomplishment of goals, seek out interesting problems that positively impact others. Anyway, that's it again for this week. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you being here. I really do. This is episode number 49. So you'll find the show notes for this over at midlifetribe.com slash 49. And until next week, here's to mastering your midlife. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.